EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM This may be the most bizarre scenario for me recording a podcast in some time. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Because... I'm in bed. I'm not going to lie. I'm in bed in Barcelona. It is um, 2 a.m. because it's Tuesday, the 27th of February, back home and here. Um, And it's uh, it's radio day. So I'm doing all my radio and then, you know, interspersing with that, all my podcast efforts. And here we are. And Stig's room is in the apartment some distance from here. So I thought I'd sit in my in my my room do the show rather than hopefully sit in the lounge room and wake him up so the other thing about it is on the wall i'm in barcelona right in an airbnb lovely apartment we have and same apartment we had last year and i should have known that the dramas i had connecting to the today show were just as bad this year as they were last year anyway didn't learn from that anyway um on the wall in my room is a painting beautiful painting of two bloody cockatoos now i'm in barcelona what are there cockatoos on the wall? This apartment has weird... Uh, it's very well decorated. It's like it's not some cheap-ass Airbnb that's been knocked together. So anyway, there you go. That's just sort of explain my surroundings to you and potentially my voice given the time of day. But the reason I'm pushing through is because I've still got uh, 4BC to do in a couple of hours and then 6PR a couple of hours after that. And then I've got to get on a train to the plane and get the heck out of here. So kind of, uh, you know... I'm pushing through so I can sleep well on the plane on the way home. EFTM.com is the place to go if you've got a tech question. That's what the show will be full of today. Lots of tech questions and, and tech woes and tech concerns perhaps. Um, but if you've got a tech question, you can just go to the website, EFTM.com. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You've missed a few. Uh, I've been doing this for uh, a long time, uh, <laughs> 15 years or something. Um, so you've missed a couple, but that's okay. It's all good. Uh, you can catch up. Uh, what would it take? How long would it take to binge every episode? <laughs> um, go back to your tech life and the like. It, it'll take you a while. Uh, and I don't think they're all even there for you to listen to. I'll be honest. I'm not even sure that's possible. But uh, anyway, it's all good. Um, yeah, the point here, we are in Barcelona for Mobile World Congress. Now, this is a show that in its in the heady days of, of Mobile World Congress, uh, and I think I probably started coming here in... I want to say 2016, maybe 15. Uh, and, you know, it, it's a big it's a big convention centre again, the, the usual fair, you know, six or seven halls, big companies. And I remember coming here with Huawei once and their booth, they had two booths. One of them was, you know, the size of a big retail store and had all phones and everything. But the other one, was the size of a whole bloody convention centre in some cities. And it was where they had all their network stuff because, you know, they had the networks and the towers and all that stuff. Obviously, no Australian telcos checking that out these days. Um, I'm not even sure why we're there, to be honest. They have their – I did see their their American brand, Honor, um, which does well in Europe, I think, as well, uh, here this week. But anyway, so you'd have, uh, you know, five, ten years ago, you had – Samsung would launch their their Galaxy phone here. And then they slowly merged away from that and started doing it themselves in their own time. Um, you used to have big announcements from all the companies. 
And then you'd go to the show floor and they'd all be there with their big stands and yada, 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 lovely stuff. Now, it's not. I could walk around CES. You've heard me bang on about CES a lot. Yeah, I could walk around CES for days and just be eyes open looking for things. Here's the truth. God's honest truth. I went into Mobile World Congress at 8.30 this morning on the opening day and I was out by 9.30. It's it's not a show for a consumer technology reporter, journalist, commentator of any sort. Because it's all about networks. So, you know, Telstra's CEO's here. Lots of their engineers are here. They're doing deals. They're looking at tech. They're looking at gadgets. They're looking at, but not, you know, gadgets you and I use. I'm talking gadgets they put on their towers or in their network to make things more efficient or use AI or whatever. And everything's AI here. Everything. So... There was a couple of events over the weekend. So there was a HDMD event. They're the people that make the, uh, the Nokia phones. They're going to launch their own phones this year, so their own branded phones. Plus, they're going to launch a Barbie phone. Good luck to them. Then there was a Motorola event I went to where they had their bendable phone concept. They had a new uh, partnership with Corning Gorilla Glass they, they demonstrated to us, as well as some new Windows to Android software that was very, very cool. And weirdly, they unveiled to me a huge range of devices coming this year and none of which I can talk about till I don't know when. So good luck with that. And then I went to Oppo uh, tonight, got my hands on. In fact, I have a, have a Reno 11 um, to play with and I got to see their Air Glasses 3, which are their smart glasses. Not goggles, not you know headset, but just spectacles with projected screens in them. Very cool. I love the concept. I really think that's uh, a potential way of the future. Um, so that was very cool. Uh, but, you know, on the show floor, complete waste of time. And that's disappointing and sad for the uh, the Android lovers uh, in my team, Scott and Daniel, because you used to walk around and you'd collect these pins and every third booth would have a pin and there's no way I was going to walk around doing that all day today. Uh, it's far too much to write and, and do back at, the, back at the apartment than to bother doing that. So it was a bit disappointing, but so be life. But yes, and in terms of scale, this place has changed because it used to be there'd be 10 or 15 Aussies here. Uh, I only ran into one other Aussie journal. And he is a freelancer who's retired from the main game and is now just writing bits and bobs and does a great job at it and is probably, or is having a holiday in Europe. So it's probably more of a on the way to my holiday trip than it is a distinct I'm coming to Mobile World Congress. So um, there's no other broadcast here. There's no other anyone here. Uh, that I knew other than uh, one reporter. So, yeah, very slim pickings. Very different Mobile World Congress in 2024. Anyway, on all the details of the things that I have seen are up at EFTM.com. Uh, so, Oppo, Motorola. Uh, Sam- oh, I saw the Samsung Ring. The Galaxy Ring. Looks really nice. Really nice. And I like the idea that it's it's going to track my sleep. I've got a great sleep tracker already under my under my bed. It's the Withing Sleep Analyzer, but I can I can use that to compare now to the uh, Galaxy Ring. We don't know when that's going to come out, but it will come to Australia. It will be this year, and goodness knows how much it's going to cost or how you're going to do it. But very cool, nonetheless. I like what they've done. Uh, EFTM.com. Click on Ask Trev. Let's get on with the show and start taking your calls. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, uh, just jump on to EFTM.com. Click Ask Trev. That's what Christian did. G'day, mate. How are you doing? G'day, Trevor. Good. How are you? 
Really good. What can I do for you? Uh, look, so I've got a second TV um, set up in the kids' room, um, and I wanted to set up a um, another streaming box because um, uh, in our main lounge room we've got a we've got the fetch box mighty, I think the original one, yep. um, and yeah, we really enjoy it. Um, and my young kids sort of have learned to manoeuvre. Um, the, the operating system and everything really well, yep. um, and they, they love it. Uh, so, yeah, I was just wondering. Um, I heard uh, the other day um, some some uh, wearings about uh, this new set box, set top box, the Hubble. I'm wondering if it's worthwhile getting that one or maybe getting another fetch box. Well, so what sort of things are going to be watched in that other room? What sort of content? Um. Mostly streaming, um, probably uh, some free-to-wear um, services, um, cartoons and things on there for yeah, the kids, yeah. maybe some Disney+. Plus. So, mate, honestly, I think that if you're in the Fetch ecosystem, grab another one. Grab the Fetch Mini. I don't think a lot of people realise you can multi-room them, so they're actually joined together. And here's the great thing. If you record something on the Fetch Mighty, you can watch it on the Fetch Mini. So they're that linked. Plus, if you have an antenna on the Fetch Mighty and no antenna in the room where the Fetch Mini is, you can actually stream the live free-to-air channels via the kind of the internet over your over your home Wi-Fi from the Fetch Mighty. Um, so there's there's a big there's a good benefit to linking them together and pairing them up properly and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so mate, especially if the kids know how to use it and it works. It's, you know, why, why learn another system when you can do that? Obviously, Hubble is launching at $99. I understand that to be an introductory yep. price. So my guess is it's going to end up being 150 which is basically the price of the, the Fetch Mini. Um, and, and you know what? I would also, right. if, you, if you're not desperate, it might be worth holding off a week or three. And when Hubble does launch, maybe just maybe some of the, uh, retailers will have aggressive sales deals on other boxes like Fetch. I don't know. That's just a guess. Uh, which internet provider are you with? Um, with Ionet. Uh, so did you get your Fetch through Ionet? Uh, no, we bought it retail. Oh, okay, um, right. Way yeah. back when. Perfect. Well, I mean, look, yeah. Mate, get a, get another Fetch. It'll keep the family in, in one ecosystem. There's benefits to that. And so I think it's a, it's a no-brainer, really. Uh Hubble is definitely a great box, but if you're already in that ecosystem, there's really no benefit to switching out. So, mate, I'd I'd grab another fetch, but just get the fetch mini because you don't need a, a second mighty. Okay, yeah, good advice. I, I didn't actually realise about the um, the multi room uh, streaming of uh, yeah the TV there. So, and, and we don't have an antenna in the in that uh, secondary Perfect. playroom. So, yeah, yeah. you'll be able to kick sense. you'll be able to kick back in the playroom yourself and watch watch TV and and. While the kids use the main <laughs> TV for Disney Plus, you know that's what's going to happen, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doubles as a, as a man cave as well. Perfect. All right. Well, you'll enjoy the man cave with the Fetch Mini, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. All right. Cheers, Trevor. Thank Good you. on you, mate. No worries at all. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those things the the hidden hidden gems, the hidden features of some of these products like uh, Fetch that you don't quite know about because. There's just so many features, you know, I mean, how do you market them all? <laughs> That's a tough one. Anyway, um, 
I hope that uh, that makes the, the games room, the playroom, the man cave uh, a better thing for you there, uh, Christian. And thanks for getting in touch. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. If you've got a tech question or you want to you look on advice on something new to buy or you've just bought something awesome you want to share with other people, just go to the website EFTM.com. Veronica did that. G'day, Veronica. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you? Um, well, I've just got a little issue about Netflix. It's not really a problem. It's I'm just very confused. I've been a I've subscribed to Netflix since 2015 um, on Apple. Um, I just signed up on Apple, and it's been paid on my Apple all the time. Um, and all of a sudden, yesterday, oh no, it was on Sunday. I was watching a documentary. On, I rarely watch Netflix, but I was watching a documentary. And I kept getting, I got an email first, which I ignored because I thought it was a, um, I thought it was a a scam. I just didn't realise what it was. And so what did it say? And uh, it it said my, it said my um, account was going to be, um, it said it was going to be uh, suspended or paused. And I ignored it because I thought it was a scam. I had not received anything previously from Netflix. Mm-hmm. Can you hang on a minute, Trevor? You're all right. Sorry. Okay, call me later. Thanks. Sorry about that. That's okay. You're a busy um, woman. <laughs> um, and it said it was going to be paused. So I went back to watching my Netflix documentary, the um, Miss Americana, and um, – I got it on my phone. It came up on my phone and I thought, oh, okay, this looks serious. So I tried to pay on my phone. I put update because I knew it was my Apple iPhone, so I knew that was going to be safe if I put my credit card details in. But it didn't, still didn't go through, probably because of my eyesight, getting uh, older, my eyesight's going. Um, uh, so it still came up and it, then it just cut out the documentary. It was... Um, totally not, it didn't say suspended, it had another word. It just said uh, a payment is required. So I went to my computer, put my credit card details into the Netflix site. 1099 came out of my account and there you go, it's working again. No, no changes. But I just don't understand. I had $75 sitting in my iTunes. Um, so what you're, saying is, what you're saying is Netflix, uh, apparently, it, it appears, Netflix wouldn't use the credit that was in your account. It, it required an actual <laughs> like credit card to be on your account. Yes, and exactly. Had you, had you and never it's never pre- done that before. You never previously had a credit card on your Apple account. You only ever used gift cards, etc. Yep, only ever use gift cards. I get gift cards and... You know, I've been using Apple gift cards. Remember when you used to get a $100 Apple card for $80? Mm, I was wondering whether this is actually the reason. (laughs) I was wondering whether or not – so there's a couple of things going on here, right? When you subscribe to Netflix through Apple, Netflix loses 30%, right? So you're using your Apple ID Mm -hmm. to bill. You're not using a Netflix account. So you're not updating your Netflix account Mm -hmm. with the payment details. You're updating your Apple account, right? So Apple yeah, charged Netflix right. to, to ex- basically use that payment service, which has been a con- controversial thing for many big developers and, and such companies. 
Uh, and then you've got the issue of, I wonder what happens when um, you use a gift card that was, you know, 20% off. And I wonder if Apple what? Apple absorbs that 20%, and I'm talking back-end stuff no. you and I will never know about, or whether or not they yeah, they actually they actually push that 20% discount onto the merchant or, or the vendor, like Netflix in this case. So I wonder whether Netflix has basically mm-hmm. said, look, unless it's a credit card, we don't want it. But I've never heard this happen. Shouldn't before. they? Shouldn't they give me notice though? I, or I actually mean, saying, I, I think so. I think it's a strange one to just throw on you like that. I think the amazing thing is yeah. I, I've never heard of it before, and I've I've searched online quickly and not seen anything similar. So the I would have originally said if you hadn't <laughs> have made that payment, I'd be like, oh, maybe it is a scam. Maybe they're not real emails, but. It does appear that all you needed to do is set that uh, credit card payment up and you're off. Well, uh, that, it worked, you know, but um, it, it was just confusing because I would have totally, as I said, I'm not a big Netflix watcher and it was just so happened I was watching the Taylor Swift documentary because of all the Taylor Swift <laughs> information around. Um that's the only reason I was on Netflix that morning. Otherwise, I would have just thought it was a scam and ignored it. And, yeah. um, I think it's a fascinating one. I, just don't, I don't have an answer for you as to why it happened. Obviously, the mm. solution is simple, make the payment. But the fact that you had a credit in your account that was not utilised mm. uh, is, is baffling. Uh, but I wonder whether there's some it's, fine print terms and conditions that, uh, that allows companies to choose whether or not they accept um, – uh, a, a gift card balances essentially from Apple ID payments. I'll look yeah. into it for you, Veronica, but I also would love to hear from anyone else that might have heard of or encountered a similar problem and maybe we can learn together uh, yeah. and maybe that's, that's the I best remember, thing we can do. I remember you talking to Stephen a few weeks ago about Netflix's changes about um, sharing, mm. but I didn't think you'd mention anything about payments. No, I've, I've not heard anything about it, Veronica, so I think uh, I think you may you may be the first victim of this this new policy perhaps. We'll just, have to we'll have to investigate. I, was, I thought existing customers were allowed to keep their Apple payment. I always thought that, but obviously it's wrong. Well maybe oh, maybe they're letting you keep it annoying. and they're cracking down on, on little things like this. So yeah. we'll wait and see. I'll try and find yeah. out. All right, good on you. Oh Okay, thanks a lot, Trevor. Appreciate no your time. All. Good on you. Any time at all. Um, if you've had that, I'd love to know because it feels to me like it's a fine print thing. It feels to me like, as I said, uh, you know, Netflix, you know, if it's $10 subscription, they're only getting 7 bucks. But I wonder whether they, when Apple has these big you know, discounts, I don't think it's Apple, though, that's having the discounts. I think it's the retailers uh, on, the, on the gift cards, whether those gift cards when carried through to a purchase, actually carry that discount through. Do you understand what I mean? So if I use, if I was to buy a $10 Apple gift card at 20% off, so I've only paid $8, I put that in my account, but it's $10 in my account, and I pay for something that is $10, I wonder whether Apple only passes on $8 to the company or the business or the brand or the app that you make the payment to as a way of not losing money in their discounting. Fascinating, interesting uh, approach. So if you've got any knowledge of that, let me know. I'm keen to hear about it.
Trevor Long, take any calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. Paul did that. G'day, Paul. Hi, Trevor. I've caught you at the shops, mate. Thanks for getting back to me. Yeah. Basically, my problem was, or the situation was, I'm trying to extend my Wi-Fi service within the house. Yeah. And I've got a two-story house, and I needed – I put the Cat5 cable to go downstairs. I went to the shops, bought a router to piggyback off the existing Telstra router that's in the yep. – upstairs. We – no matter what we did, we couldn't get it to work. Couldn't – the two routers wouldn't talk to each other. Um, <clears throat> we've since found out after spending a day with Telstra that the – there was conflict between the two routers because we hadn't disabled the addressing in the second router. It was nowhere in the instructions told us to do that. Ah, uh, okay. So they were conflicting so, IP addresses, yep. Yeah, yeah. So we had disabled DHCP, which is fine. The trouble was it worked once and then when I turned it off and went to go back to my original network in the house to check everything, my original network in the house was fine. Then I went back to this to try this one again, and the Wi-Fi wouldn't connect to that particular router that I bought. So I've just returned that router because mm-hmm. I'm fed up, fed up with <laughs> DP Link because I, I, I couldn't get any support out of them. Yeah, and because everything's online. Yeah, what like, you, how what do you go? How do you, you go online though? for some? <laughs> um, how do you go online when you can't get a connection? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so what did you swap yeah, it for? It. I've now bought what they call a um, ASUS. A, it looks like an ASUS, which <clears throat> the guy at JV Hi-Fi said the guy sold me the wrong one in the first place, um, and he, he guarantees this one will, will work. So, what I've also found out after having a lot of discussions with Telstra, who's who their help desk and phone support said I couldn't do what I was going to do, and I said that's a load of rubbish. You've got or she can piggyback a, a router off another router. Yeah. Um, or a gateway. Um, they just create separate networks. And, I guess. I guess that's the only yes, difference. Is it? Yeah. They're, they're probably uh, accustomed to people wanting to use devices like this to make a bigger network. But what you're going to create, as long as you're aware of it, is two separate networks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they they were just asking me to try and try and buy different 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 gear. They want, they want also, you to buy a, a mesh uh, extender for their own Telstra modem, I'm tipping. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, well, I'm, int- um, I'm interested after- to hear how you go, Paul, because uh, the JB Hi-Fi guy's given you a guarantee that it's going to do what you want it to do. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back to him tomorrow if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, but, so but in, ASUS, but in the, yeah, okay, good, good stuff, yep. yeah. Yeah, but in the meantime... Talking to Telstra, uh. they've now introduced a new a new service, which is what they call a platinum service, and you got to pay for it. Of course, um, it's 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 sixty dollars a month if it's ongoing. But initially, it's thirty dollars for two months. They got a special on, but they will help you connect anything, whether it be a camera, iPad, doesn't matter what it is. They will help you connect it and get it up and running on on their network. Interesting. Which is a lot cheaper over the phone or coming yeah, out. No, no, over the phone, over the phone, mm. and I and I and I must say, the guy I I got the service last night for nothing because I complained so much. <laughs> the, the the guy I got 
<clears throat> was up in Townsville, which is unusual to get support in Australia, but it was up in Townsville. Well, we should, we should, was, we should, we should give credit Telstra's, uh, all of Telstra's customer service is now onshore. Yeah, um, but they've still got a lot of foreigners on their desk, which make it difficult to talk to. Anyway, this guy in Townsville was excellent. Unfortunately, he had, uh, you can't ring the same guy back when you, when you get, when you get yeah. that. Um, and it was late, it was late at night. Um, when I had when I had this problem, so the um, Telstra actually rang me this morning and discussed, and I said, told them the situation. I said, I'm fed up with this particular type of modem. It's, it's just not easy. It's a very difficult to install. The instructions are woeful. The online instructions are woeful. When you go to their their, their website to try and configure it, you got to clear the cache in your iPad first, and it still doesn't always go to the right spot, and it's just a pain. So. Hopefully this this one they guarantee this one is a lot better to um, to set up. I'm, so I'm, I'm fingers, just Googled, I just googled Telstra Platinum support and there's a message saying uh, Telstra Platinum one-off support and subscriptions will no longer be available to new customers from the first of March. Wonder what's going on there. So they're keeping the service but not selling it anymore or something. Oh my goodness! You've just sold oh, something pretty cool. Yeah, and... yeah, but... <laughs> yeah it was well. I... It was a very secretive one. One one person called it tech support. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not happy about having to pay for it. Um, I said, I don't know whether it's my problem or Telstra's problem, but I want to know if if what I'm trying to do will work. Mm. I I came out of the IT industry many years ago, and yeah. I, I wasn't a network person, but I I understand what routers and modems and I understand what they do, and there was no reason it shouldn't be able to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, but I couldn't. They wouldn't put me through to anyone. It was just they were just putting up brick walls, and because these first level, second level people just don't know. And and but then after by the end of the day, because I, I was still knocking on their door at four o'clock last night, I said I've had no one come back to me. I'm back here. I'm not leaving until I get get an answer. Um, they finally gave me this number to ring. Well, so, I'm, I'll be fascinated to know how it goes, mate. So send me an email, let me know how it ends up because Mr. JB Hi-Fi is on the hook now for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, thanks for getting back. I heard you on TGV the other day, so um, I don't, don't often listen to it all, all day, but I, I picked up and I thought I'll good drop you, in mate. an email just to, um, yeah. So good stuff. Th- thanks for... All right, um, well, good luck, yeah. mate, and, and good luck with the install. All right, I'll let you know. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Have Trevor. a good day. Bye Thank now. Thank you. Good on Bye. you. Um, yeah, who's, has anyone heard of Telstra Platinum? That's a whole new level of support I'd never heard of. And it appears that it's no longer available. So I don't know what's going on with that. I'll have to follow up with uh, Telstra and find out what the heck's going on with what sounds like it was a good service. Maybe costly or pricey, but uh, hey, nonetheless, good that they offered it. And yeah, I have to check on that onshore call center thing. I thought all their staff were onshore. Um, so much to unpack. Uh, If you've got a question or you've got a problem, get in touch, EFTM.com. Taking your tech calls, if you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. If you're looking for some advice or you've just bought something new and you want to brag, doesn't matter, EFTM.com. Brad's on the line. G'day, Brad. How are you, Trevor? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for? Um, I've been coming into F1 season this year. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of outstanding setups from people online, you know, different things they've been doing to getting multi-views and multi-cams and yeah. 
I've just got a position where I could, you know, make that work here at home, and I'm just trying to understand the best way forward to sort of set it up for uh, for F1 viewing, uh, you know, ready for the season. How nerdy are you? Yeah, very nerdy. Okay. So the problem is, in reality, there's not much you can do in Australia. All those setups you've seen, definitely global. I've seen the same ones, TikTok, yep. Instagram, I'll see them all. Unbelievable people with a big screen TV and then another TV with six multi-cams, driver views, all that kind of stuff. Um, in Australia, it's the multi-views don't work uh, because the driver cams are only available on the Foxtel buddy uh, F1 TV thing, which is useless because it only yep. shows one feed at a time. It's not even split screen. It's wild. Um, honestly, I think KO is the best viewing experience because at least when they do have anything extra, like extra cameras, they do often. They do normally offer the pit view and the, and the driver stats and stuff like that as, as a channel, so you can split screen those if you've got an Apple TV. But to do the multi, I actually just thing, bought one for that reason. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, mate. The four screen split is pretty good on Apple TV, but the only problem is I like to have the main game, the main feed, as you know, just big screen, and then the other stuff. I don't want it to be you know this like a quarter. I'd like I want one thing to be primary and everything yeah. else to be. Secondary, if you like, um, and also the yeah. the data displays on Ko. Last time I looked, um, were are uh, they're essentially the old teletext style displays that they have at the pits, uh, at the track. It's not the same as the, the kind of data you'd get on an iPad, for example. Um, so yeah, sure. let, let's talk the the extreme nerdy solution would be to muck around with and try and work out how to get an F1 TV subscription. In the United States, so you're going to need a VPN. You're going to need um, some, probably an, a US credit card, if not someone to be a kind of intermediary there, um, and an address in the US. Now, I knew a bloke in the US that helped me set this up when it originally launched, just so I could test it. But, uh, but it was a nightmare to have to dial into and, and set up just to renew and stuff like that. So I just don't, I didn't bother with it. But to get the multi-view, that's how much effort you'd need to go to, and then the the multi-view. Uh computer or, or whatever you're using would also need to be on that VPN using that account. Mate, what a nightmare. I, when I want to watch Formula One, I just want to sit down, relax and enjoy the show. So I think yep. what I do is I say, think about what else you've got available and, and sign up for the for the the app-based subscription, which I think is 40 or $50 a year. And Yeah, I've done that. That gives you the live timing, right? So then what I did, yep. what I did once was, and again, I did all this once and then I ended up going, mate, I end up just watching the TV and sometimes have the tablet next to me. <laughs> it's like it's, it's as much as yep. you might do. But if you have a, like a second TV and this is going to really annoy you, but like a second Apple TV or just use that other Apple TV for this purpose and use just KO app on the TV or a Chromecast for the main screen, you Chromecast, yep. or sorry, you AirPlay the iPad live timing to a second screen. Because that's actually a really good screen. It's really good data. And on your iPad sitting next to you, you could flick between different screens and, and change it sometimes. So sometimes it's the it's the driver tracker map. Other times it's the split data and, you know, it might be tire tire page. There's so much data in the app that's really, really useful. And the good thing about the app as well is it has all of the, you know, team radio in it and plenty that you don't hear on the on the TV broadcast. So yeah, right. I think the app is actually the best tool to have in Australia. 
alongside a, a KO subscription, which, by the way, this year is 4K. So you're getting the Formula One in yep. 4K now. Yeah, okay. No, that sounds good. Well, I think that's that's probably what I'll do. And then if I uh, get a couple of races in and decide I want to get really carried away, I'll, I'll see how bad I can get. But yeah. um, One of the uh, things you'll know is when, uh, when you do do something multi-view, multi-screen in any way, even on KO, they're out of sync. And it, and it can be really right, annoying. Okay. So, for example, yeah, right. one tip I'll give you is if you do the live live timing, um, what I do is I I have the TV on, you got the you know the, the sound up, but I watch the iPad for like the timer to start. Like a you'll notice uh, as the cars cross the the start line, the cars in third, fourth, fifth, sixth onwards. When they cross the start line, they trigger on the timing screen, and you hit pause. Yep. pause on that and then you look at the TV five lights come on lights go out and then like half a second later you press pause again press play on the iPad and that puts you in sync with your timing and your TV signal uh, and then when you yeah, bring in okay. other feeds if you do bring up a driver cam and stuff just remember it might be out of sync by 30 seconds one way or another yeah right good fun mate good fun right, bar we'll, right uh, next weekend yeah. get into it yeah, exactly. We'll you, be right are to you go. an iPhone user? I am. Mate, join. Uh, are you in the Man Cave on Facebook, the EFTM Man Cave? Uh, yeah, I am. Yep. Get in there. I put up a link yesterday for the Grid Rival, which is like our fantasy tipping comp. I put 500 bucks okay. on the line, mate. So, number one tipper of the year gets 500 bucks. Second place, 300. Third right place, yeah. 200. And uh, the winner every week, so every round, I'll send an EFTM merchandise back to. All right. So, a bit of fun, a bit of incentive. Sam. Sounds good. I'll have a look at that. All right, buddy. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, Trev. See you, mate. Okay. Cheers. Um, yeah, the Grid Rival was a uh, an app that had a fantasy league last year. I struggled. I forgot to use it a lot of the times. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm in it again. I've said, let's put some cash on the line for the big time end of the year. So there's a 1000 bucks on the line, as well as EFTM merch every single race of the year. So... If you're an F1 fan and you've got an iPhone, because unfortunately I found that the Grid Rival app is not available on Android, uh, jump in, have a look, have a play. It's good stuff. EFTM.com, check it out. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you know where to go. Travel along, helping with tech questions. If you've got one, uh, get in touch. Happy to help if I can. EFTM.com. Just click Ask Trev. Stephen's on the line. G'day, Steve. Hey, Trevor. How are you going? Yeah, real good, buddy. What can I do for you? Um, I have some Arlo cameras. Yep. Um, which I've had installed for well and truly over a year now. Yep. And I've just been having a lot of problems with them. I had a massive issue with geofencing not working, which has been sorted. But uh, more recently, I've been having issues with the cameras detecting motion, but then not recording anything. So I get notifications telling me that there's motion, but there's no recording. Oh. Um, and even with that, that doesn't always happen either. Sometimes it'll... it'll I'll walk out there and the light will go off or whatever and no notification, no recording, no nothing. And you, do you use, uh, you know, different modes of time? So these are happening within, a, like in my place, obviously I get, I have it set up so I've got a bunch of notifications but no recording when, for example, I know I'm at home. 
<clears throat> so I don't need to record when someone comes to the front door. So I've got it set up for, for that. Have you got a schedule set up or, or how are you using the activation for the cameras? Uh, I have it set up that uh, when we leave the premises, all the cameras are active. Yeah. Otherwise, when we are home, I've only got the front, the ones at the front active. And so the driveway the, and the door. Are the ones at the front often the ones that don't record the video but do give notifications? Um, they're the ones I'm noticing on, yes, because yep. the ones in my backyard, I don't have notifications set up for them. Yeah, right. Otherwise, I'll just give every 30 seconds that my dog moves. <laughs> so, look, here's the thing. I, I'm going to say first up, I reckon the geofencing is potentially part of the problem. Um, I'll be honest, yep. I've never used it. Oh, sorry, I did use it. When it first came out, I thought it was an amazing idea. But I thought that my problems with it were based on the fact that I changed bloody mobile phones every three weeks. And... Uh, I reached a device yeah. limit and it, I couldn't add more devices. It was just a really, it was a whole thing. And at, at one point I had to create a whole new Arlo account so that I could add new devices and phones. I am, I, I love my schedule that I've got set up, but I also think that sometimes I wish that they were armed or not armed when they are or aren't. And, you know, it's just a personal preference that I'd like they were armed right now, etc. So I'm waiting desperately and I mean, Desperately for the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, Arlo Safe or something. There's this box that's coming out, which is like a keypad. Like, remember the old school alarm systems? You'd have a keypad at your door and you'd type it in to arm the system when you left yep. home. Now, on this, there's a, yep. the, have you got the new Arlo app? Have you been updated in, inside the app to the new look? I have got the new one and that's when all the problems started. Oh, really? Okay, so that's, that's useful because yep. it kind of helps track it down. See, I'm wondering when I when I got converted to the new app, I pretty much made a decision at that point to start again. I know it sounds ridiculous, but long story short, I just I I start added I added created a new account, started all the cameras over over in the account again, and built the schedule from scratch again because I felt like it didn't transfer over my old schedule, my old everything properly. So I'm wondering if the first thing you should do as a bit of trial and error, which is always the way I like to kind of diagnose things, is just turn off the geofencing for a week and be annoyingly manual yep. about it, right? And I'm, let's be clear, this, yep. should, this shouldn't need to be the way to do it going forward, but we need to work out where the problem is. So if we turn off the geofencing, yeah. and then what I want you to do is I want you to open the app when you leave the house and you go to the armed home or armed away. So you're going to go to armed away? when you leave the house and then when you get home you're going to go to armed home and then if you can consistently do that for a week I'd wonder whether or not you notice the same problems or not and that essentially will help us understand whether or not there is an issue with it being armed when you think it's armed and it's not or you think it's not and it is I think it, I think it just might well, help, I, help to track that down yeah well I am experiencing the issues both when it is armed and disarmed yeah, yeah. So, the, I don't know if that answers the question already, but... <laughs> I'm not sure it does, but I, but I... So, I wouldn't mind you still testing that out. But then the other thing I, I want you yeah. to consider... And how many cameras you got? Uh, about seven, I think, in total. You're worse than me, mate. Or about, or about on par with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, you know, and I, I, I just... 
I want to say start again because it's the it's the simplest way of going right. I want this camera to do this thing at this time, especially in that new app with the, the way what do they call it? Um, automations or something they call it now in the app. And once yep. you've learned it yep. for a couple yep. of cameras, it kind of becomes very simple for all of them. But I, I guess I don't want you to have to do that unless it is something else going on in the system. So I think what I'd love you to do, because I'm very happy to, to represent directly to Arlo and the team on your behalf and get you the, the help that you need. But before we do that, I would love for you to do for, to try for me just for one week the no geo fencing, armed and unarmed as you want it to be. And then if you can, I don't know, maybe have a, a note in your phone or a buddy notepad in your pocket and just write a note of each instance that occurs. So it's front camera, gave me a notice and didn't record motion, was in armed mode, right? Yep. So do you know what I mean? Like a really, like a diary. Dear diary, I'm annoyed again. <laughs> Here's what happened. And then, and then if we yep. can get that information along with your account details, maybe Arlo can have a better look at it and I'll make sure that, the, you know, they escalate it to a senior person in the support team. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what the problem is. I just know that I get a lot of notifications, and sometimes I realise that I, I don't. I don't need that many notifications, and uh, I turn them off, and uh, I change the schedule based on what I need. And I do certainly have a lot of them set up to only give me notifications and not record at certain times. So I just feel like it's a it's a setting in the automation process that's gone awry there. And it may be that you need to rejig those and essentially reset them up. Um, but let's do a one-week trial. Email me back and let me let me set... Oh, what I want you to email me is I want you to email me that dear diary, you know? So it's like, here's what happened and here's why it shouldn't have happened. And then maybe I can, I can just forward that on to uh, to the people at yep. Arlo. Okay. Now, right. I should the whole lot and start from scratch before I do it or, uh, I or mean, just look, try the uh, next? I, I, it's up to you, mate. I, I actually, look, I personally think that with the amount of frustration you've got, the best thing to do is spend, mm. an, spend an hour this weekend just starting again uh, in the new app with, yeah. with the existing cameras, you know, understanding the, the, the new app process. But I don't want you to have to yeah. do that. I think you should do... You know, you should only do what you need to do. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want you to desperately have to do that, mate. That's all. So, um, totally your decision. I'm happy to get that information from you and get Arlo to talk you through it. Uh, but I also am happy for you to give it a crack if you want to start again. I, I guess I'm worried that in a week you'll be like, I started again and it's still, still not bloody working. <laughs> yeah. So, right. let's well, see what um, we can do for you. Give it a crack, because I mean, look. In the end, it it could be uh, as simple as that new app really just didn't love how complex your schedule was, or something like that. You know, who knows, man? I don't want to even begin to speculate. Um, but hopefully, we can yeah. find you a resolution. And, and no matter what happens, let me know how you go, so that I can talk to Arlo for you and get you the right support that you need. Because I, I understand your frustration with getting help. So let's make sure you get the right help, mate. All right, will do. Thank you very much for all your help, brother. No, my pleasure, mate. My pleasure. Let me know how you go. Will do. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Stay there. I just want to get some more details for you, so just stay there for a minute for me, okay? Yes, sir. Yep. Cheers, mate. Yep. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, if it's, it's a tough one, folks, but if you have a problem like that, I want to help you. If I can't help you, I'll definitely try to connect you with someone who can at those companies. 
wherever we've got the contacts. You can get in touch. Go to EFTM.com and just click on Ask Trev. All right, no lies. That's as much as I can manage at this hour of the morning. I need to try and – I'm going to try and grab two hours nap uh, before full BC and then I've got to pack, get my stuff together before 6 PR and then I've got to get on the train and get to the airport. So thank you for listening. Lovely to have your company. Would love you to listen to the uh, two blokes talking electric cars if you can. Uh, apologies for the audio issues that occurred in two blokes talking tech and two blokes talking electric cars over the last couple of weeks. It's a lot, okay? I'm a one-man band. It's hard to edit this stuff sometimes. I'm not perfect. Um, that's never what I strive to be. I just strive to get it done. <laughs> Probably maybe I should. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate your support and, and ratings, reviews, and just telling people because uh, that's the best thing we can get is more people listening. Thank you for listening. Let's do it all again when I'm back home next week here on the AFTM Podcast. This is the AFTM Podcast. EFTM. See, I told you. That's what it's called. He just said it. Did you know? Fun fact. That's Stig. True, true, true. There you go. See you, folks. <laughs>